Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for October 21st, 2020. It's Wednesday, which is generally like my tech analysis kind of day, but today, what am I going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about another product that was introduced at HashiConf. It's HashiCorp's Waypoint. I had at least two people reach out to me directly and say, hey, I really liked your boundary video. Are you going to do one on Waypoint? And I was kind of like, ah, probably not, because... That's very developer focused and I'm more on the infrastructure side, like in the world of DevOps, I'm pretty heavily in the DevOps and the ops category. So Waypoint, I feel like it's probably not for me, but maybe I'm wrong. And the fact that people are interested in that leads me to believe that it's worthwhile to do a video. So that's going to be the topic for today. Before we get to that, one housekeeping thing. I don't know if everybody realizes who's watching the YouTube channel that I also publish this as a podcast. So if you'd rather listen to the audio of this, you don't want to watch every video that comes out every day because I know it's a lot of content. Some of it is better in video form, especially the demo stuff, but some of it like this just works better or, or just as well in audio, I should say. So if you're interested, go in your podcatcher, just look for Ned in the Cloud. You should find it in there or go to anchor.fm and search for Ned in the Cloud there. You'll find it one of those two ways and you can go ahead and subscribe and, you know, that works for me. So I just wanted to bring that up before we talk about the topic. Let's check in. How you doing? What's going on? It's Wednesday. Wednesday's a good day, you know, because Taco Tuesday means um, nachos Wednesday. And so I had some delicious nachos for lunch using the leftovers from yesterday. Uh, how do you feel about leftovers? Are you a leftovers fan? Are you, or are you the kind of person who's like, nah, leftovers, not for me? Because I've known people that just don't do leftovers. Whatever they don't eat, it's goodbye. But uh, my family's the leftover uh, kings. We we love leftovers. And uh, especially taco leftovers, that makes some tasty, tasty nachos. So hopefully you had something good for lunch today. Let's dive into HashiCorp Waypoint. What What is this thing? What's the point? Why did I say that it's really focused on developers? Well, in part, that's how they introduced it. Hey, you know, yesterday we did Boundary, which is really for your infrastructure people. And now we're going to talk about Waypoint, which is for you developer people. And Basically, they were trying to address what they saw as a gap in the tooling that exists out there for developers to take their application and get it deployed and released to the end user. And there's a lot of tool sets already in this area. So you might already be thinking, like, isn't this a covered area? Like, isn't this a done deal? Why do we need another thing to layer on top of this? And that was kind of where I was scratching my head at first as well. It's like, why do I need another tool? But then I liked how they took their HashiCorp approach to this problem set. And in a way, it's kind of like right now, before Terraform arrived on the scene, you had something like ARM templates for Azure, you had cloud deployments for Google Cloud, and you had CloudFormation for AWS. And, you know, everybody was kind of using their own tool set. VMware had like their VRA product. There were all these different tools to accomplish similar tasks on these disparate clouds, but there wasn't really a way to just have a common tool set to deal with all of them. And then Terraform came along and the provider model came along and suddenly you had a common language, a common DSL that everyone could use and interact with. And then it could actually take care of the deployments to your different cloud environments. But it didn't dumb down what's available in those different cloud environments. You still got the full use of their, their API through an SDK, 
but you had this common tool and this common language that you were now using, and that made it extremely useful. And I think it's part of the reason Terraform took off. So I think in a way, what HashiCorp is actually trying to do is take that same mentality of, we need some common tool that can bind all these disparate components together, like the way that you develop on maybe C Sharp and .NET and the way that you might develop on Ruby and the way that you might develop on Python and then all the tool sets that go with that for the build process and then the deploy process and the release process. We need something that can just kind of sit over all of that, plug into those tools, but give us a common language and tool to handle all of that. So I think that's that's the vision behind Waypoint, and that's what it wants to do. So what did they talk about at the presentation, and, and how does Waypoint go about all of this? Well, they talked about consistency of workflows, which means you have a workflow by which you do things. And maybe I could back up and, and just go through the process, the three stages that they kept coming back to. One was build. So I've got what's building. What, what do I mean when I say you build your application? Well, if you're not a developer, that might be a little confusing, but basically what it means is build is when you take your code and you create deployable artifacts from that code. That's basically what it means. So if I were creating something in say Node.js, I might have a build process that takes that code and puts it into a container that is now usable. And the artifact would be the container image. That's one possibility. You might also take some C-sharp code and run it through something that creates an executable. And that executable is the build artifact. So there's different artifacts that you could have, but let, let's stick with the container analogy because it's something that I work with a lot. I'm gonna assume that you've worked with containers and images as well. So that first stage is build. How do I get my stuff into a container image? And Docker is one way to do that, Docker build, but I know there's like the OCI spec and there's other ways of going about that. So that first step in the workflow is build. And in your workflow definition, which of course is in HashiCorp configuration language, you call out how you wanna build your application and there's a plugin written for Docker and you just specify some stuff. You don't need to know all the Docker commands. You're just saying, I wanna use Docker to build my container image. Here's a little bit of extra information about it. And here's where my code is. Go do that. And it'll go do that. <laughs> okay. Then the next step in that is deploy. I have this artifact. I want it to run somewhere. I want to instantiate it. I want to take this container image and spin it up in my Kubernetes cluster. Okay. That's the deployment part. So deployment could happen in also in a whole bunch of different ways. I could take that container image and I could deploy it to my own Kubernetes cluster. I could deploy it to ECS, the Elastic Container Service. I could take it and deploy it to ACI, Azure Container Instances. I could deploy it to uh, some other container-centric type thing. The thing is, in that step, all I have to do is define which deployment I wanna do and using that plugin, against getting, getting that plugin architecture, now I can deploy it to ACI or ECS or Kubernetes and changing from one to the other is not a big deal. Maybe I can do both, why not, right? Now I have this thing deployed, but how are people gonna get to it? People are gonna get to it by the final cycle, which is release. How do you go from it's deployed and kind of staged, ready to go, and then how do you get to release? And release is really gonna be dependent on the platform where you have it deployed. If you have it deployed on, let's say, a bunch of, e a fleet of EC2 images, or EC2 instances, 
then you would probably have an uh, elastic load balancer or application load balancer sitting there that's currently directing traffic to your production deployment. And now you want to roll out this new version of the production deployment and you just tell the load balancer, hey, start sending traffic to this new instance. And that's that would be one release. Another could be creating a service in Kubernetes and then doing a failover through, uh, not failover, but like a rolling deployment of some kind via Kubernetes and maybe an API gateway. So again, you could have a plugin architecture that handles the minutia of that, the actual release process. And for you as the developer or the person, you know, rolling out this application, you just say, here's my release bits. Here's my release configuration, my workflow, go make that happen. And of course, you can have different what they call workspaces. So you can have your development workspace, your, your testing workspace, your QA and your production workspace. And the steps in each workspace might be slightly different because the conditions are slightly different, but you're still using this consistent platform and consistent tooling. So that's, that's the grand vision behind it. Now, there's also a couple things that they threw in there that's are of interest to me, especially when you're trying to test and debug things in if you are using their waypoint server and a waypoint agent, I know, yuck, agents, but a waypoint agent on your endpoints, you would then have a way to tunnel into those endpoints and get actually a command line on the running application so you could debug live what's going with that application. And you can do that regardless of where that application is running. Is it running on a local Kates cluster? Is it running up an ACI? Is it running over an AWS? Doesn't matter. Regardless, as long as you have these agents and, and the server set up properly, you can get a command line into that container or into that virtual machine. The other thing is unified logging. So the other thing that agent can do is log what it's doing and what the application is doing and then send those logs back for ingestion and analysis. Now, you can obviously exhaust your logging pretty quickly, but that was another thing that they brought up is you got this exec and log. You don't have to do it. You don't have to deploy the agent for the rest of it to work, but that's a little extra sauce on top. Now, just like Boundary, Waypoint is in its 0.1 release. So stuff is gonna be broken. Not all the plugins are gonna be there yet. It's just a proof of, it's that one step beyond proof of concept. It works, but there's still a lot of work to do. And you can expect that plugin library to grow over time as more and more services get integrated. So I thought it was an interesting product. I don't think it's necessarily targeted at me, but People were curious about it, so hopefully that sheds some light on what HashiCorp Waypoint is. And that'll do it for me for today. Hey, if you watched this far, thank you so much for watching. You know, I'd really appreciate it if you'd, uh, you know, uh, whoop, over here probably, subscribe <laughs> and and uh, share it out with your, your friends if you found this interesting. Tomorrow is Thursday, and as we all know, Thursdays are kind of my home labbing thing, and I'm hoping tomorrow to show a cluster of Raspberry Pis all running ESXi and hooked into a vCenter server. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> Until then, take care, everybody. Stay healthy and stay safe.